Welcome to episode 95 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Thanks for joining us again for another week. Plenty to talk about this evening with two Diamond Leagues to catch up on, with some fast times in Monaco and some good racing in London. Plus, we've got all of the other usual bits and pieces to chat about with a recap of our training weeks, a listener question or two to answer, and we'll look at the Strava leaderboard as usual. But before all of that, in a week where Jonas Vingard pulled off a dominant victory in the Tour de France, let me welcome to the show our very own dodgy resident cyclist. How's life in the saddle this week, Joshua? Do you know what? I've actually um, I've been without my bike for oh, five days. I got it back today. So um, I've actually just got off Swift. I was on there with uh, one of our listeners, Anna Boniface. Did a little 60-minute uh, ride with the... Well, you know Garrett Thomas, right? I do. Yeah. Shane, you? But he... Uh, he's got like a podcast that he does and he's got like um like a community club I, I think it's what it stands for and each Wednesday at six o'clock um, they play like his podcast just ride his little group so we jumped on that it's quite good fun what so they all play the you all play the podcast at the sink it, it plays it out like on your laptop yeah what through Zwift yeah I it's think good. I can't wait to have our group on this yeah, the minimum pace will be five minute miling. <laughs> yeah, so do you all ride? To, you have to ride at set pace, do you, or do you just? Um, you don't have to, but it's like ride etiquette. Like, to, if you go off the front, people think you're a bit of a knob, and if you get dropped, like if you get, it's pretty pretty comfortable pace. If you get dropped, people will wait for you. Yeah, fair enough. Right, let's uh, welcome my other co-host this evening, our very own two fifty nine. Nearly got that wrong. 259 Marathon Man. I put here voice of reason. Not quite sure that's accurate. How's the sleep been this week, Shano? Yeah. Um, do you know, it's it was looking good. All, all of the week, I was making sure my sleep was decent. I was trying to start my work early to avoid the inevitable. Uh, training was go- going well. And I still had to... I got my work submitted at 5.36 a.m. on Monday morning, so didn't quite go to plan. Um, what was the deadline? Noon on Monday. Oh, you six hours ahead. Yeah, so I was so way ahead of schedule. Yeah, perfect. And then I went, I had an osteopath appointment at half eight, went for that, um, got back, and I was like, oh, I, I know I've forgotten to do something, so I had to resubmit it. I had to do a another bit of mapping on it and resubmit it. And I actually read some of it back last night for the first time, and it's terrible. So, yeah. Good start. But I also managed a race last night, so it didn't we'll, deter me too much. We'll talk a bit, a little bit about that as well. But, I mean, if you're six hours ahead now, if you extrapolate that out, add six hours every time, by, by the time you've finished your course, you might actually had some stuff in way in advance. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Where's the fun in that, though, eh? Uh, yeah, probably not. Um, Josh, are you back on Strava yet? Or No, I uh, I quite like it. Okay. 
Or I'm going to stick to it. Like I said last week, make people uh, listen. Why don't you? And, and you too as well. I mean, I always listen, Josh. Um, why don't you talk us through your week then first? Yeah, fair enough. Um, while Josh is just pulling up his training week, uh, just so listeners are aware, we're recording on a Wednesday night this week. Um, both Josh. Josh, you were busy on Monday? I went to London. Um, yeah, my boss was on holiday from today, so I went to see him Monday or Tuesday instead, which is good because the hotels are a lot cheaper in London on a Monday night. Yeah, I was driving back from Plymouth, so it would have been a bit difficult to record a podcast with Eliza singing Cocomelon in the back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so last uh, Monday, so the first thing about this week, we've progressed from minutes to miles which is big so monday i started this run at half past six at night and i knew probably within between 10 probably five and 10 strides that my legs felt great and i was like this is gonna be quite quick so first mile um was 608 from that point we got quicker my legs felt good my lungs however and my heart didn't it took me about three miles because i did the loop where i go downhill for three miles and pretty much turn around and come back uphill and my heart rate was pretty pretty high so uh i tried to see my average heart rate was 158 uh i can't see what it went up to but my average pace was 556s um and i captioned this lungs uh, legs felt great lungs caught up with me and that's exactly how uh how i describe it so that was monday tuesday i did four miles uh six sixteens just uh yeah 25 minutes then in the evening um i just did uh, a race i'm trying to remember this oh i did an individual time trial um this was really good fun actually because i find on zwift if on the races i'm all right if they're like a long climb but i find i get dropped pretty quickly one of the really sort of punchy short climbs because I just can't put the power out. Um, so this individual time trial, was it kind of suited me a bit better because it was just like a long effort. Um, and I just missed averaging five watts per kilo for, what was it, 36 minutes? So I was quite pleased with that. Um, so that was, yeah, that was basically my session. All of my spike sessions I've just done as races, to be fair. Um, yeah, then did 20-minute warm-up, 20-minute warm-down. Uh, I had an hour easy on Wednesday and I got roped in by James Lawler. I think he still listens uh, to do a race. So I was like, fuck it. I I just love racing on Zwift. So I did this and um, this was hard, but I kind of um, scouted the route out before the race. So as we were going, I knew exactly where to sort of push. And the first little rise, I kind of went not off the front, but I was on the front and uh i managed to stay in the front of the or the front of the race to the last sort of big climb at the end because what this league was doing it was basically trying to replicate the tour de france and this was the stage that um Pogaccia went pop on so i started the last climb in, in the league group but like last in the league group and i was like 46th and i managed to climb back up to 16th overall so i was quite pleased with that i was like out of 170 um and yeah it was it was a little bit less watts per kilo but um like in the middle, be on the flat, you just basically freewheel in because it's such a big group. 
so that was that. Then I had 30 minutes uh, on Thursday on the bike. So I just did a couple laps of the Champs-Élysées. And then in the evening, I had my first session, which I spoke about two weeks ago, a week premature. Um, so it was five by three minutes. Um, and we did two mile warm up, two mile warm down. So I went out and I did this with Sam, um, one of my friends around here. And he was probably, uh, I didn't want to go out too hard, but he he was probably a little bit fitter than, well, he is fitter than me. And the first rep was like 5.09 pace. And I was like, that's a little bit too quick. Um, and the thing I noticed is, I think I've said this to you guys before, when I first started running, the bottom of my back was really, really achy and like sore. And I actually figured out now what it is. It's not from the lack of running. It's from weights. And I don't know if it's deadlifts or specifically the core I've been doing in the gym. Because I've been doing, you know, when you lay with a weight, um, I'm going to de- demonstrate, you might know what it is. Like a weight here and you sort of like hang off the edge. Yeah. So that one. And the day after, I ru- if I run the day after that, it's really, really like achy. Like I think it's just doms. Um, but I had that like, there's third rep in and I was like oh my god um, yeah so it, it could be so it's like um it could be doms or it could be you just overloading the back um so it's like a hip hinge so a lot of runners who don't do weight training have weakness in a hip hinge which a deadlift is a hip hinge uh remaining deadlift or I can't know what you call that but yeah when you're like you're you've basically got your laying back. straight like you were, if you were to hang off a bed you're you're hanging off from sort of your your hips kind of um and you're taking the weight so your core is holding the weight and Shane's frozen yeah it, it looks like it looks like he's praying yeah on mine you, you do it, oh, it's, <laughs> it's a long demonstration he was doing yeah. <laughs> he's doing the 30 seconds <laughs> um, um but yes yeah. yeah, so that's that's yeah that's quite a heavy load lower back exercise isn't it yeah and i'm holding like 15 kilos so nice. yeah it is it is that basically i've sort of managed to to uh, limit it to that but half, i mean half your body weight sorry half your body weight you're holding <laughs> uh so that's more than a quarter um yeah so i i, I mean the rest of those reps were like 520 pace but i was so it was off 60 second recovery but i was floating the recovery to make the efforts not too quick um so they were like 6 minute miling so it ended up like i think it was 5 like hot, hot, high 520s, um, so which wasn't actually too bad, to be fair. Then, yeah, that was so that was Thursday. Uh, Friday, I had five miles and 624s. Then Saturday was... Uh, so Friday, I took my bike to the bike shop because um, basically I couldn't get a screw in on the derailleur and my dad mocked me and... I was like, I'm just taking this to someone who knows what they're doing. So I took it to them and I, I actually said to them, I was like, can you just give it a once over? Because um, after I fell off, I also didn't realize that you have to put something in your brake caliper if you take your wheel out, which I obviously didn't do. So my brake piston had uh, like seized up because I somehow pulled the brake lever whilst it was in. Um, so that's something I've learned. So I did an hour... Uh, Oh, I did a session actually. I did eight by three minutes on the spin bike in the gym. That oh, there's just so much shitter than Zwift. Because I w- I would have done a race otherwise. And then Sunday I did eight miles uh, with Dan Hamilton. So we went out, did six twenties. Um, joined him. He was doing a twenty miler. So yeah, 
and that's my week so it's just over 30 miles uh with some cycling in there as well solid um couple of questions so first of all your session on thursday saw a little instagram post from that probably the most interactions you've ever had on an instagram post because you're wearing an it looks like you're going to wimbledon to play tennis i thought i looked great the comments on my my instagram however suggest that i was going to an lgb i don't want to get this wrong now a gay pride event we'll go with that um was it was it an all white was it all white yeah it's all white tracksmith um well, shorts and vest the vest is actually really really comfy it's a size too big for me but the material on it is really good um i think it's the color of the stripe it's like a a light blue i don't think it does uh it matches it's very, eyes, but it doesn't compliment very, very small white shorts is a is a look yeah i would rather them a bit shorter to be honest but <laughs> yeah it's dangerous with your runs josh if Say that again, sorry. Short. Dangerous if you get caught short on any of your runs, mate. Yeah, uh, Steph, my old boss, did comment that actually. Said, "I hope, I, I hope you don't have a bad stomach." Yeah. So that was that was my first question. Second of all, on Tuesday after your bike session, I think it was, was it your race? Yeah. Um, you messaged me and Shane to tell me tell us how hard you pushed it, and you sent us a little video of your leg pulsating. Oh yeah. You were quite excited about this. Yeah, I've never never really seen that before, and I didn't really know what was happening. I was more worried. I thought, oh, no, I'm going to be injured. Oh, my calf was about to explode. Basically, my calf was just twitching like crazy. I didn't really know what was happening. Um, it happens quite a lot after it looks like cool. cycling, I find. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I have no idea. Shane knows what it is exactly. But, um, well, sort of. But, yeah, but it, it tends to happen to me when I go hard on the bike, too. What is it, Shane? Uh, is it muscle fast? I always get facili- fast. I can't say it. Muscle okay. fascil- facilitations. Blech. I don't know, but it's like involuntary muscle twitching. Basically, your muscle your muscle fibers are contracting. There you go. Easy for you to say. Um, well, yeah. it wasn't solid. Solid week, Josh. I well, um... one other thing as well. I've entered a race. Oh, the Great South is it? Wow! Yeah, now you've told everybody. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were leading. I thought you, this was just what you were. Right, gonna I was going to say, but I I wanted to say it. Yeah, I've entered a race. Top secret. <laughs> is it down south? Sorry, is it down south? Is it a great run down south? It is. Ah, I'll let the listeners think what they or guess what they think that is. Um, I actually think. I beat your mileage. Um, so I might just go for my week really quickly. To bloody hope so. I've only ran about three times. Well, anyway, we'll go into the week. So so Monday, I kicked off with 45 minutes easy. I was in the office, so I ran at lunch, just out and back. Um, had a bit of doms from football. So my quad, particularly my right quad, was tight. I think all my legs were tight. So, so yeah, 7.22 is 45 minutes. Yeah, not great, not terrible. Tuesday, I got out in the evening and ran down to the grass. I felt 
much better on Tuesday evening. I don't know if it was just because it was the evening. So I did 50 minutes, seven miles, seven thirteens. I did comment on this that I wore the Peg 39, which I've said is an awful shoe. A couple of people backed me up. It's It's got nothing. I don't know how else to describe it. It just gives you nothing. And it's just, yeah, not a pleasant experience wearing it. I wouldn't say it gives you nothing. It gave me Achilles tendonitis. Well, there you go. Added to it. So, yeah, actually, my Achilles, after wearing this on Tuesday, has been a little tight, randomly. And I don't have Achilles issues normally. So that was Tuesday. And Josh said last week, if I start to feel a bit tired, I should have a day off. So I did on Wednesday. So Thursday, we were going to Plymouth. So I had a gap in the day, I think about well, lunchtime-ish. I did seven miles with Philippa. We did 7.35s, 53 minutes. I felt dreadful. Like, I even said to Philippa about five-mile mark, sort of, yeah, kind of two step backwards again so that wasn't great drove to Plymouth the oddest I, I don't know why my legs were so fatigued but on the drive down to Plymouth I sat in the car I was five minutes into the drive and I was getting cramps I think I texted you Shane I got like I had like really sore quads and backs of my hamstrings. I had kept having to stretch out. I was so I didn't drive because I thought I'd seize up a bit. So I yeah, but I sort of stretched every twenty minutes the best I could in the car. But I've no idea why I just felt my legs felt absolutely trashed. But it must have been lit from the football on the previous weekend, that's all I can think of. So Friday morning, I did manage to run in Plymouth this time. And I kind of wanted to do 45, 50 minutes. And I ran down to the harbour. My legs felt like they'd been in a car for a long time, which they had been. So it didn't feel great, but I did nearly eight miles at 7.13s, nearly an hour. I think this was mainly because... I went out further than I expected. So sort of had to do nearly that to get back. But felt okay after the run. So yeah, not too many problems. So I then decided I'd do park run. So park run is 500 metres from my um, brother-in-law's house by the football stadium. So it was forecast to rain all day on Saturday and it was, it was drizzling. So I was like, yeah, I'll go out and do park run. It'll get me, it'll get me my run in. It, it did rain and I got soaked within five minutes and it was really windy. So it wasn't a, an ideal park run to do. And I started to warm up on the, where the course was and I saw one of the paths was closed. So I was like, hmm, so they, they changed the course basically anyway I did two mile warm up 7.33s then the park run I did so I ran 18.09 for the win and 
there was it was two loops and there was two massive hills in it. I don't know if you can see on Strava chat if you've got Strava open, but you basically go from the bottom of the park or yeah, well, to the top, which is it's steep. So um I think the guy in he finished third in the end. I was with him at the start, Dan Cannon is actually a listener. So that was nice to I briefly spoke to him after. It's the only person I spoke to because it was so wet. We both and we were both going oh, not from Plymouth, so both going out for the day. Um have you seen it on Strava yet, Shane? Um yes. It's it was a lovely little mountain I ran up twice. Oh yeah. And to that sharp corner. So did you go up? Yeah, and... so you do you do it you basically do a dead turn twice before you get down to there, you have to do a dead turn. And then to go up that hill, to start the hill, you do a like a complete 360. And then it goes there's like it's almost like a bend in the hill as well. So you think you're finished, but it just keeps going. Um so that was delightful. And I had that had that twice. Also, when I started the run, you always get a young kid who goes out off quite hard, don't you? So we did that. And I think the first K was something like 315, so a lot quicker. My right quad was very, very tight. Um, so this didn't help it. Anyway, I couldn't really bother to cool down after this. So I ran, a, I did a little bit of an extra loop, nearly a mile, then in the door, went to the aquarium. So that was good. Good Saturday. Um, Sunday, my quad was tight and I didn't want to risk anything. So I thought, well, I'll just not run Sunday. However, I've decided not to run. As I said to Shane, I felt ill again. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's basically completely stopped me running again. I I, I physically can't run. I, I tried to run yesterday. What did I do? 35 minutes. And it was it was awful. And I just... I've got, I've got an idea, right, Shane. Next week, or, or in like four weeks' time, I think what we should do, Aaron sits there and we guess his week day by day. Because <laughs> I reckon we'd get pretty close. I'd win though because I know what he does day by day. Yeah. So, I mean, the obvious answer is I ran hard and it made me ill. So, the obvious thing to do, as Shane said, is to take weeks of rest, of which I'm not very good at doing. However, if I do want to run, I don't think I can really run much more than 30 minutes a day. Otherwise, it just sends me over the edge. And I'm not very good at doing that. I always do a bit more. I end up doing like 45, 50 minutes. I think that's the problem, though, is it not? Because I, I, this is kind of what I was referring to last week when I said, like, have a day off if you need. I, th- I don't know if you're trying to do too much too soon and you probably feel okay like once or twice and then if your body's just getting if you're getting ill all the time i just feel like you you must be run down 
Like I, I don't know if it's an idea to just do like start for a month. We do three runs a week of five five k or something, or like, do you know what I mean? It's just a small, a really small kind of like I have for the last two months. Yeah, I I I agree, but I just don't want to do that. It's oh, a, I know. Like we we had this discussion, yeah. didn't we? Like it's. It is a tricky one. Like it, it's, it sounds very much like you have, or are very close to burnout, and, but like properly, as in not just our like it starts by getting by getting run down. And like from what we've seen your training, it looks like you've been run down for months and months and months because every, fair enough. Like you know, you might feel ill and then you tried to do a 60, 70, 80 mile week. You did that because traditionally that was fine for you to do. Um. And it, it does. It just seems like you just need two to three to four weeks off sometimes, but chances are two to three will be fine. Come back and, yeah, run a few times a week or 30-minute runs. Um, but there is no, like, set principle. But the other side of that is, you know, you're used to running or peaking your mileage at, what, like 130 mile a week when you do a marathon? Yeah. Like, you just can't... The answer, and it, it's, a, it's a normal and fine answer, is you can't be asked to go and run do that a little as in it just doesn't as i've said before it doesn't motivate me so yeah. if i've got three runs in the schedule i just won't do any yeah. because it just i i need routine and it it's yeah there's i mean i've got another consultant appointment on monday i, I doubt they'll shed any more light to it um there's not really there's no magic medicine that's going to make me better other than finding a new sport <laughs> um but uh and have you uh, heard of zwift <laughs> well i can't do it it's physical it's it's intensity is the issue i could play golf i think it's my solution or become a pro on clash of clans with you boys um yeah do that that is a lot that is intense <laughs> yeah um shane talk us through some running because you hopefully have done some last week as the podcast resident runner let's get oh, this one sec. On how much mileage did i do let's let's just oh yeah five eight uh i've messed this up already you you talk through your week and i i'll um i'll, Hang on. Mileage. I'll tell you in five seconds well four three i just need to click on training 34.1 nice bastards got you that means next week you're in you're in danger because i think i've got 35 miles <laughs> well i'll just knock out 30 miles on sunday to set myself back enough two weeks <laughs> <laughs> oh very good so well i did uh 70 miles this week so i was actually really pleased with my week for a few reasons which i'll get into um Main reason was obviously I had this coursework on the horizon and I was like, I felt like the week before I just turned a corner. I started to feel more fit. Um, and I really didn't want to fuck that up basically. And I didn't. However, went through it on Monday. So uh, did just under 70 minutes and my shin started hurting again. And I was so pissed off. Um, it started hurting about six miles. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And I was like, this is really irritating. I finally seemed to turn a corner, start to feel like I was getting fit. Knee was playing ball and then bang, shin started hurting again. 
so I sought that evening and then the next day I was like, no, don't be a twat. So I started loading it. I did all the right stuff. Um, I thought I tried a session because again, the difference between going out for 70 minute easy run or a session is you, you have rest in it. You're moving differently. You're, you're wearing different shoes, you're different load basically. So I thought I'll give the session a go and see how we get on. So we did um, 25 minute warm up. Then we did, it was meant to be a 10 minute tempo, but we did it again around the, the cycle chat loop we used. So um, we just did four small laps. So I just did that four times instead. And then we jumped on the track to join Matt in his session. And then, so I did three sets of 1200, 400 after that. So uh, the tempo, I, I don't actually know what, what pace it was, but so I go, I go on the laps and I did a 241, 241, 241 and i ruined it with a 242 um so four laps that is how we pace so i did that with tom and ronnie i think we had about three minutes rest and then we went on the track the 1200s so in my head i thought if the tempo was around about my tempo is probably more like 510 to 515 in a minute so it's like if i can get on the track and do these 1200s at sort of five-ish minute miling i think that'll, that'll feel about right and i'll try and go a bit faster on the 400s so the 12s, um, I actually haven't uh, put down my my full splits for the 12 because I the lads went quick. So I basically ran them on my own. And then Sophie was doing a session and she was uh, a bit behind me. Um, I felt really good, actually, to be fair, but I'd been gapped by quite a bit on all of them, like after 200 metres. So I was very surprised when I went through a K on a 12 and I looked down at my watch and I saw a 301 on the first one. It's like, oh, a bit quicker than I wanted, but no problem. Um, then the 400, I think I did like a, uh, maybe like a 67, 68, can't remember. And then the second 1200, I went through a K in three minutes and I felt really, really comfortable. Um, so I was really happy about that. Then I think the 400, I maybe did 66. And then the last 1200, I went for a K in 257. So I was like, again, feeling quite comfortable. And then the last 400, I says, right, I'll I'll take this one and I'll do a 65. And originally Matt was going to do another set. Um, Got to about 200 in. Obviously, you know what happened, don't you, Aaron? Well, I've got Matt split up, so, and I could have guessed. There you go. And I was just like, no, I'm going to do a 65. But Jacob, one of the other lads, went. And then Matt couldn't resist it. He went. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I feel great. So I went as well. And then with 100 metres to go, I was like, oh, I'm going to go catch Matt. And I was like, mm, I don't need to. I was like, he's proper. I could see him tying up. I could feel myself tying up. I was like, no, it's against my own advice. So I just tried to stay strong in the final 100. And I ran like a 62. But I felt great. I was like, yeah. So I got caught up in the moment. But... <clears throat> Yeah, that gave me a lot of confidence. And then, uh, so a week after that was the 5K race, which I did last night. So I was kind of like, right, I really do want to do this 5K and just see where I'm at. Um, but I had a tricky week ahead of me. My shin had just started hurting. It felt okay within the session, but I could still feel it. Um, so for the rest of the week, I was like, I need to try and keep my runs shorter. I'll see where I'm at when it comes to the weekend for the long run. So Wednesday I went out and I was like aiming to about seven-ish miles. I think I did seven and a half miles just over. I only really felt the shin from about six miles. So I was like, 
that's fine. That's as expected. Thursday, I really, again, wanted to try and keep my mileage up because, again, if I drop my mileage too much, then you start getting erratic and, and my body won't deal with that. So I did a morning run. I say morning. I don't think I went out to like nine o'clock, but, you know, impressive for me still. So I actually double dayed on Thursday. And my, my theory was I would try splitting my run into two. And if it hurts on the second run, then I've probably got more of an issue. If it doesn't hurt on either of them or it's not too bad, then actually it's very much a duration of easy running uh, thing. And then I'll have a bit more of an idea of how to manage that. So I got out in the morning did 38 minutes and got out in the afternoon stroke evening and did 40 minutes. Yeah. Couldn't feel it on either of those ones. So I was, I was really chuffed about that. Um, even though, like, in the morning it felt a bit tight anyway, um, just sort of getting up and walking around. So I was quite happy that I didn't feel anything on the run. Friday, again, I was like, I'll not get too excited. I'll still be sensible. Did uh, 51 and a half minutes, 7.13 pace, just over seven miles. No pain at all in my shin. So I was quite happy about that. So sat some. Saturday, did a long run, and I was expecting my shin to hurt, if I'm honest. Um, and, yeah, it didn't, really. So we did long run, did an hour, just under, <clears throat> just under an hour 50, 6.45 pace, 16.29 miles. And I felt pretty good, despite the fact it pissed it down the whole way. Um just a bit it's raining now it's just miserable at the minute it's weather um back to our classic british summers and sunday um went out i did feel a bit of shin pain so i'm not surprised about that uh just coming off the back of um of the long run and then also from to be honest from about thursday wednesday thursday onwards i was just staying up a little bit later friday i started really trying to do my coursework so i was up late friday night up quite late saturday night and then sunday I ended up doing an all-nighter well um got some sleep at 6 a.m till 7 a.m so all in all really happy with that week considering i kept my volume very similar i'd had a really like good session of the best i felt in since probably february march time um pretty good did a race on tuesday and I think the next race I'm going to enter is the Basingham Bash. Now, just quickly, um, before we talk about your running. So your Sunday run, you boys have gone down and done a little campus loop around past my year one residence. Um, it's nice to see. No students around at this time of year? No, no, unfortunately not. Uh, hopefully you'll be doing that in a few months' time when the fresh is coming. And I think... What would be good to hear? I know we're going to recap it next week. I just had a little glance. Just tell us last night what your result was. Um, I was uh, picked up the podium at the Lincolnshire County 5K Champs. Yeah, third on the road. On the, well, on the cycle track. Um, yeah, I ran fifteen, sixteen-ish, I think. That's what I got my watch. So the time will probably get about 10 seconds slower. You know what it's like on them. Um, yeah, I was quite happy with that, to be honest. And I raced pretty well. There's a good group of us that wanted around about 15 minutes. And 
personally, it was it was the session I did obviously last Tuesday. How I felt running like a sub three minute K, I was like, I think if I was to you know run really well in a five K, I think I could break fifteen. Um, and I've always I've always found I'm probably twenty seconds slower on that course. So I was, I think I was actually right where I expected to be. Um, I raced it pretty well. Was it um, was it like perfect Yarborough conditions then? It was perfect Yarborough conditions. Everybody's ran pretty well, including one of my guys ran PB as well. So, it, it, like it was it again. I got piss wet through warming up to the track, jogging up to the track, um, bit rainy on the warm up. Started raining a bit on the cool down. Uh, well. After I'd, 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 I'll talk about this next week, but I did some bits before and after the 5K as well. And um, yeah, but the race itself was, there was like, I couldn't feel any wind. Um, it had stopped raining long enough that it wasn't really slippery too. So yeah, about as good as you're going to get around Yarborough. Well, we'll recap next week, but good to see the fitness is there. That's quicker than Josh's PB, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Loads. Um, right, let's go to... It's also his oh. marathon pace. Sorry. <laughs> it's also yeah. yeah. Um, how many miles was it for the week? 70. Good, good. Right, Strava leaderboard. Josh, have you seen my yeah. document? Uh, I don't need to. I've, I've got it open. Oh, there you go. Well done for preparing. Um, so, leading the, leading the leaderboard, or top of the leaderboard, last week was Jake Barraclough. Uh, 120 miles that's a lot so uh, he's doing a marathon but I can't remember which marathon he's doing Um, he we shouted him out a few weeks ago and he did reply Um, I'd I'd like to just quickly say on his week though he's got to be disappointed with the 701 average pace Josh would have got that down to 659 he doesn't look at pace Josh (laughs) Um, in the second place we've got Jasper uh, 114. He's a regular. Dropped a little marathon in there, and then in the women's we have Sally O'Gorman broke the hundred. And if anyone's got TikTok, I suggest go and check her out because she posts about 100 TikToks a week as well. She's in Font at the moment. Um, and in second place, there's this is where I could use your document. I've got it on my document. Sorry, Christina Watermelon. I could have guessed 89 for the week she's uh in 26th overall there you go should we have a look at average pace uh i had a quick look there's not much to report on i don't think um oh i've just noticed on looking at the average pace dan hamilton 99.9 what's he playing at awful yeah but i will give him that i'll give him the credit because he did more than double kieran above he was six twelves not bad not bad at all Let's let's just quickly go to listen to questions. We'll get um we'll get one we'll get them both in there. Just do this quickly. Um first question I've not written who it's from. Do you think that Kelvin Kipton could beat Kipchoge in a marathon? Yes. You're both saying yes? Yeah. Do I think they'll end up in the same marathon? No. Well they won't, unfortunately. Um but yeah, I also I like a few others, I find it quite funny that all of a sudden Kipchoge has a bad race and he's like not the best in the world. Like all of a sudden, this new guy is like much better than him. Kipchoge's rubbish now. He's, he's had one bad race and we all 
dismissed him. But I mean, this is a guy who's run, who's won like everything and broke two hours. So, yeah. Wow, did you saw the page? Second chain. Calvin Kipton's a rock rock star, mate. He loves it. <laughs> um, what's his name again? Kipton. Um, yeah. my Blandon. Uh, he announced he's doing Chicago today or yesterday. That's in my news. You've broken the news before it's come out. Anyway, we'll come to that in a sec. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go. All three of us are gonna say Kipton's beating him at the moment. Which yeah, it'd be nice if we could get them as a head to head. I don't think they'll. I don't know. I I think Kipchoge's almost being protected a little bit now. Like, if where they... it might happen though, Olympics. The, the thing. Oh yeah, that could be good. Mm. But the, the thing is, um, actually, that could make Olympics very good because it, it'll go and drop fifty six minutes second half. <laughs> <laughs> like surely Kipchoge must think I can't just run away from this guy because that's what he does to everyone else. So that that could be very good. Also, but, yeah, I think. It's in Paris, isn't it? Like yeah. And they they love cutting corners, as the French do. So he kept him can make even more time up. Yeah. Anyway, should we just quickly... It's not really a question, but one of our listeners said, uh, can you start an inside jogging podcast running club and get some cool kits? Now, Josh has just said at the start of his podcast about setting up a group on Zwift. So I feel like we need to need to do this. So Yeah, right I was gonna say running is probably not the sport we should go for. One of us is doing it. Shane but look at Shane. He's beating your PB for five K you're dismissing <laughs> it like that. Um yeah I think that would be quite a cool idea actually. We we probably just need to think of the best way to do it. So if anyone's got any ideas on that would probably be useful as well. Yeah, if somebody wants to fund us, that we can yeah, just that. Yeah, drop in 20 grand or something and we'll get it sorted. <laughs> Easy. Right, let's go to the news. Josh has announced it already. Chicago's announced its elite fields. Today, um, on the men's side, Kelvin Kipton is the big announcement. Bashir Abdi and Benson Kipruto are also there. Uh, on the women's side, Ruth Chepengadic, 214 is the lead woman, Jep Koskai, 217 PB from London, 21, and the Barber, 218, are the top three women. I think the notes I've got here is so Kipton's run two marathons in his life so far 201, 25, and 201, 53. And obviously, we've just said they're both big negative splits. He's going for world record, isn't he? Yeah, but I would also say I well, I wouldn't limit it just to the men's. Or the world record. Uh-huh. I reckon they'll go out both trying to break the world record. Oh yeah. I thought you were gonna say um uh the woman was gonna break the men's world record. Oh <laughs> no, only when Kip Yeagon steps up to the marathon. Yeah, she'll break <laughs> the British record. Um yeah, so yeah, potential for some fast times in Chicago. There was also quite a few Americans on the both men's and women. I think Conor Mance was on there. Yeah. Uh, that's only, I think, four months before the Olympics. Is that right? No, it can't be. 
or four months after trials four months before the trials maybe the trials yeah maybe maybe four months before the trials that's probably what it is um it can't be because it's autumn isn't it yeah it'd probably be like 10 months before the olympics so that yeah because they run their trials around that first week in march when the big half's on didn't they you remember that we watched that a couple years ago yeah i i think it's something to do with trying to get points i'm pretty sure that's what the case is why they're going to double up but that's going to be almost three marathons in it's not really the optimal way to prepare for a olympic games marathon is it to do he was doing fifteen hundred two weeks ago. He was genuinely was. I'm not joking. Yeah. No, but just, just three marathons in the space of what is that? Like nine months is going to be a bit of an ask for for those athletes. But I'm sure they'll be fine. Let's go to some actual news. There's two diamond leagues on. I'm going to start on Friday night actually in Monaco. Shane, I think, was a little bit late to watching this because I messaged him and he said, oh, is Monaco on? So how much of it should you catch, Shane? I, I did end up catching the... Um, uh, I did end up catching the mile and the 800 the following day I went back on it. But yeah, I watched the men's 5K and... Um... Well, let's let's go to the mile first. We'll talk about the mile first because Faith Kipyeg on took almost five seconds off the world record. She ran 407.64 and pretty much every athlete behind her set PBs or national records or area records. Um, so what do we have? We had a North American record, Australasian, South American, British record. Yeah, you name it. But Kip Yagon was was clear and she had to do a lot of it herself, I think, towards the end. So I've got a splits here, 62.6, 62, 62.2. Then her 1200 to 1600 was 59.5. Don't actually have a 1500 split, but she was close to world record going for the 1500 and accelerating. 351 or 352, remember? Yeah. It's... It's scary how good she is, and almost was it last was it last World Champs or last Olympics? Like Muir and a few others weren't that far away from her. Nobody's going to touch her. Is she doubling up as well as she's fifteen hundred five k at Worlds? Yeah, it's going to be horrendous burn up. What about Hassan? Do you reckon Hassan can keep her in the five k? Well. Going back to Chicago, Sam was one of the ones that stood Chicago as well. So it'd be interesting to see. Uh, you would assume she would only do the 10K. Mm, true. You don't know uh, Hassan. Who knows of Hassan? Um, yeah, so that was the mile. Men's 5,000. So I suppose interesting in this was um, Gabriel took the win. And 11 years ago, he ran twelve forty seven to finish second in a in a five k at the Paris Diamond League, where eleven men broke thirteen minutes and six broke twelve fifty. That was before Super Shoes, and if you look at the results in that race, 
none of them really are racing. I think there's Bikili and Kipchoge were about seventh and eighth in it. I think might be getting that wrong, but it's some longevity to run, you know, sub twelve fifty for eleven years. Can't be that many have done it as well. Is he was wearing old night kit, which made me think I'm not one hundred percent sure he's sponsored at the minute. I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah, like, like night pros. Yeah, the half tights were like not the so not the new ones, were they? Yeah, I mean, some of the I know now they don't all wear the the so the the just general Nike sponsored athletes will wear the general new Nike stuff, but some of the agents groups have their own kit. Um, yeah, but it's like the orange one, isn't it? I don't I don't know who's who's yeah. what, but. Maybe their group hasn't got any new kit yet. He, no, well, he used to be Adidas last year oh. and he was wearing like 2018, 2019 kit. Maybe just... Yeah, well, like, he's not, he's could, not only find, could only see what he had in the wardrobe that day. He hadn't done his washing. Um, but yeah, so Gebrecht at the win. It was quick through 3K, 7.38. And at that point, I was still confident that a world record could be on but they kind of slowed it down a bit or i mean frustratingly you couldn't really see what happened because they kept cutting to five shots of the the high jump replay of a girl knocking the bar off um which yeah surely when when the men are hitting 3400 in the 5k i'm pretty sure you should probably keep the coverage on that but there you go um so all we know was it slowed and it allowed um, a couple of others, including Shane's favourite, Bikili, to get back on the pack. And they, yeah, they slowed it down, but then last last lap or last 600, they picked it back up again, didn't they? Um, because, yeah, so from 3,200 to 4,400, they ran 62s, which is 13 flat pace which is where the time went. Um, but yeah, so Gebret took the win. Aragauri was second, and then Bikili was third in 1242.7, which was a PB for Bikili. So he's keeping going. What are your thoughts on him, Shane? He's getting after it, mate. He's, I might keep an eye on him for world champs. Is he going? I don't know. It's hard to tell now. He's been... I don't know how quick all of these people have, like, where they rank in their own countries. Well, Moketeer was fourth. He broke the European record of 12.45 flat. So um, dodgy. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to ignore talking about that for one week. Um, I me out. <laughs> so top, top six inside 12.50. The other run I want to talk about was Jimmy Gracia around 12.56. Um, I think we spoke about him last week, had the slowest PB on paper, but he stepped up. New PB, well inside 13 minutes. The world champs is going to be difficult to call. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's good. I, 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 I usually in the past you'd say they're not going to go as quick, but it seems like that's all they can do at the moment. Is just they don't need pacemakers; they just use each other. So, 
I doubt it will be tactical. It, do you know what? As Josh said, Dev Week, it would have been great to see this in the Mo Farah era and to see if he could do that. I don't, I don't think he could have done. No. But that's what we all wanted. We wanted people to, to do this and they're now doing it. But but yeah, um, that was the men's 5,000. Uh, men's 800, or quickly to say, was it Kin, Kin, Kin Yamal? He took the yeah. win in 143. Is he 18? Was he 18? Is that what he is? No. No, the 18-year-old um, was didn't feature, didn't he? He was... I think he finished eighth for the young lad. Was it Wan, Wan Yunyi? Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Anyway, um, all I was going to say was Dan Rowden ran inside 144 for the first time. He ran 143, so he's going to the world champs. Uh, steeplechase. This was only, I think, noticeable because of Coetch. So he's like a relatively unknown steeplechase guy, but he looked phenomenally good. He looked really easy, and he ran 8.04, which lowered his PB by 14 seconds because his, his previous PB was altitude in the national champs, maybe. Um, so the Worlds, again, is going to be interesting in the steeple because you've got Germa, who's world record. Um, this new young lad, this lad who's looks very smooth. Then you've got El, El Bacali, who doesn't seemingly get beat at steeplechase. Yeah, that, that looked like a great steeplechase. Like, yeah, um, it, it does, again, I, World Champs are actually going to be really exciting, I think, this year. Um, yeah. Also, what? sorry, what? Just, just I'm just going to backtrack a little bit, because as, as we were talking through that, I thought I'll, I'll have a look at the World Rankings 5K. On the well, wait, before you do, I'm just going to say, because I forget, Will Battershill was in that uh, steeplechase, British guy, 8.22 for a new PB in his yeah, Diamond League debut. Got that. If he was stupid, he'd probably go on rankings, I would imagine, but he won't because he doesn't have the time, which is just bullshit. We'll we'll come to that one as well, I think so. So I was just looking at the world rankings. Now, first thing, IWF sets it in points, not in time. I don't know how to change that. That pissed me off. But anyway, the Ethiopian team. How did how many did you take? Three, isn't it? It depends. It'll be three unless I think they've got a reigning champion or diamond league winner from last year. So I don't, don't know if any of these have. So, Aragari has run 12.40. Well, it's Kajelcha is the interesting one, isn't it? Well, Kajelcha's run 12.41 this year. But he might not have the same points as... Oh, so, he's not. So, Kajelcha is... Well, Kajelcha's third on points. Um, Gebrewet is fourth on points. But Bikili has the slowest PB. <laughs> At twelve forty, sorry, the slowest time this year at twelve forty two point seven. So I don't know. I can't remember. I think they had their trials. I don't know how it impacts what, but imagine if Borrega's not even featuring. Like imagine, imagine if you had a you had a, you had five kpv of twelve forty two, and you might not be going to the world champs. Crazy, crazy. Um. Then on Sunday the. Diamond League was in London. We had a sellout crowd of 50,000 at 
the Olympic Stadium. That's what it's called, still called in Stratford. Um, we'll start with the women's 5K. So there was a big field in this. And uh, from a British perspective, Megan Keith ran a big PB of 14.56, 35 seconds off her PB. 0.02 seconds inside the world champ standard. Um, so I've no idea where that puts her. We'll come to that in a sec. Uh, the, the race was won by Sege, 14.12, um, ahead of Chibet, also in 14.12, and Hassan in 14.13, which was a European record. Uh, Medina Isa. I want to say Mo Isa, but he plays for Peterborough. Medina Isa. Um, they did, he plays for MK Dons, actually. That's a lie. Medina Isa set a world under 20 record of 14-16 in fourth. So another ridiculously fast 5K from the women. Just seems regular that you're talking about times in the, the 14 teens. Um, the men's 1500. So no Jakob in this one. And it was American Yared Engoose. Is it Engoose or Engoosey, Josh? Engoose, Engoose, I think. No, or Nagoose. Nagoose. Uh, he measured his effort perfectly to take the win of 330.44. 14 broke 333 in this race. Um, so, so I missed this and thought, oh, check, check the results. And I, legit, I legitimately thought the results was like a... A, a PB list or something. <laughs> well, we spoke through the Brits in the PB bit list last week. Well, three of them have, have now ran quicker. So Neil Gawley slowed his to 330.6, Elliot Giles 330.9, and Matt Stonia 331.3. So, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I remember thinking when Mo broke 330, I thought, oh, that's insane. And we've now got like six grits who are very close to or have broken it. So, um, in one year. Anyway, um, yeah, three thirty two point four six got fourteen from that race. So, need to get your skates on. It's a bit slow. Um, the men's eight hundred was pretty much a domestic race, wasn't it? Um, Max Bergen took the win in one forty three point eight. Um. Ben Patterson, 144.02, guaranteed him his world champ spot. Um, women's 800, Keely Hodgson was the big news that she wasn't there. And she was out due to illness, but Gemma Riki took the win. She timed her effort perfectly as well to win in 157.3. She actually went out. They went out quite hard. I went through 56.8. Um, but, yeah, she closed the best. It says she closed in 15.0, which probably is right, because it's who slows the least in the 800, isn't it, really? Um, but, yeah, good to see Gemma Riki, um in form ahead of the world champs. I've also got the women's steeplechase here. It was, again, another ridiculously fast time. And 
who actually won? Do you know who won? Was it? No, I, I remember the, watching that. I think the lights didn't work and the pacemaker went off absolutely ridiculously quick. Yeah, we went through 254. But the first 400 of that was like quicker, relative. Uh, Jacqueline kept Coetch, Jet Coetch took the win in, in 857. Um, so that's seven full time. Uh, Amy Pratt was also in the race. She got another new PB, 916. Season's best. I think she just missed the PB. Oh, well, my notes are wrong. Actually, doesn't say PB. I've just made that up as of going along. Um, but yeah, plenty going on. As Josh alluded to, I suppose the biggest talking point is people not being allowed to go to champs. So in the UK, there's quite a few athletes across track and field who have got the standard. No, don't have the standard. They do. They have the world. They have the IAAF standard, but they haven't got the British standard. So British have lowered some of the standards to even quicker than the world than the IAAF setting. So I think yeah, it's a two. It's a two part thing. That's one. And they're invited. They're on the invite list. Yeah, on the rankings. And I think that's probably the one which affects more of the Brits than any, because each event has its own quota of uh, how many people they can have. They made the standards really hard because they wanted to have that as the rankings as a, another sort of option. So the, they're harder deliberately. But then British Athletics decided not to take anyone. So we've basically just got a load of hard standards, which a lot of people can't or haven't run, but should really be going. So you've got people like Amer- in America. Um, I know Isaac Updike, for example, in the steeplechase, he's made the team on rankings. Yeah. Um, he's run, I think, I think he ran 818. Um, but, and he's been invited and they're taking him. But yeah, in the UK, we're not for the same event. So seems silly. Um, I think it's going to rumble on for a bit because I saw a tweet this evening. I think it's 19 British athletes um, have been invited, but we're told they can't go. I, I, the biggest one going around social is Lena Nielsen, the 400 yeah. hur- hurdler. Who? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's stopping them making a living, really. So... It's it's an odd one. Um, other results from the weekend. Well, actually, just quickly on the track, there was Izzy Bothy broke two minutes for the first time in Spain, one fifty nine. On the track in England, it was the England senior champs on the weekend. Why they do it on the same weekend as the British Diamond League makes very little sense to me, but maybe they know better. Um. Men's 5,000, Alfie Manthorpe took the win in 14.20 from Jack Gray in 14.23 and Alistair Kinlock in 14.35. There was no women's race, probably because they're all at Diamond League. Um, and in the women's 1,500, Kahisa Malanga took the win in 4.12 and in the men's, Jack Gum took the win in 3.55. So probably a tactical affair there. Very odd that it happened on the same weekend as a lot of our best athletes were in London 
probably how many miles is that from Chelmsford? About 30 miles down the road in Stratford. Probably not even that. Um, maybe they could have doubled up. Practice the champs. Um, then on the roads, actually talk about that. Isn't, I think one of the Australians is doing the, is he doing, is he doing the Diamond League and tooting BMC double or something like that to practice the champs? So he's going to go to the BMC. Maybe they're consecutive days. I can't remember. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Is but the, Is it the New Zealand guy? Um, yes. Is, uh, what's his name? Sam? Is it Sam Tanner? Yes. I mean, New Zealand, Australia, it's all the same, isn't it? Um, on the roads, Wrexham 10K. I believe this is the Helena Tipping 10K from the... the Not the Mountain 10K. Yeah. I think they should give him a 10K. Um, I think the course is next to his next to Pant Lane. Lily Partridge took the win in 3302. Um, I think that's just outside of PB. And in the men's, Johnny Meller took the win in 29-17. I'm pretty sure... Did Clive break 29 there? Um, he might have done. Anyway, I, it was just one of those races where you just run ridiculously fast. Um, that's it. That's results. Um, anything good happening in your, your lives next week, boys? Um... I'm gonna get an early night tonight. I had a, I left my run literally to the last minute yesterday. I'm gonna send you both. Both of it, neither of you replied. Standard. Yeah. Um, so I I was originally gonna be heading to Wales on Friday, go see Josh. Reservations. Um, but I'm not now. So I have taken next week off work. So I ought to try and find a holiday somewhere. Why Why were you really going to Wales? Uh, for holiday and go to Anglesey. Ah, fair enough. Quite confident that's not near Cardiff. No, it's not. That's miles away. It's like the exact opposite. Um, but yeah, Wales as well, isn't it? Small. So, yeah. So, um, I don't think I'm going to Wales anymore. So I need to work out an alternative. Um, yeah. What's? Does anyone know when the world champs actually are? No. But whilst you think, I'll tell you what I've got booked in for Saturday morning. Three weeks. Oh, three weeks, there you go. I have got a bike fit booked in, as I'm a cyclist now. Is that... £220. Is it retail? Is it what? Is it the retail bike fit? R-E-T-U-L, the brand. No, it's Is not. It... The people that fix my bike... Um. They have their like partnered with somebody. Uh, What's the shop called? Uh, Plan to ride. Plan to ride in Cardiff. Well, it's Plan to ride. Is the shop, but upstairs it's a different company. Right. So they're like, yeah, they like give each other business, I guess. Yeah, I was just seeing if I could see what the bike fit was. Um, it's hey, not on his website yet. Hey, did you get the little nodes on you? Sorry. You get the little dots on you. So you can oh, see I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Oh. I, I said thought... it'd be like three hours, so Yeah, I thought you'd um 
at least have had a look at it before you spent 220 quid on it. There you go. That's Josh um, Lundell over. Um, tell you what I need to do that you can help me with. I need, I'm going to need to enter some races. Great, South. I need some pre-marathon. I actually generally need to start thinking about marathon now. Yeah, I know you do. And me. But <laughs> I can't. I need some races. That, well, I'm going to enter the Bazzy Bash. I'm thinking... Then we need to do the, do the Great South. Oh, can't be this, could be our, this could be our head-to-head. I'll bat you anyway. I'm right. intrigued to see. I, I might do... Big, big half has moved, hasn't it, now? That's it. Uh, I can't remember what weekend it is, but it's in the autumn, yeah. Right, yeah. anyway, Shane, I've just gone on IAAF for you. Yeah. So, get yourself to Bogotto in Colombia. You've got a marathon there next week. Uh, Beach to Beacon, 10K in in USA. You can do the Jizu Zenning half marathon in China. I'll do, I'll do that one if a listener funds me. Oh, Sunshine Coast marathon. That's in Australia. No, I don't know. The marathon's Malaga, mate. I need some there we go. shorter distances. 10K in Guadalajara. Guad, what, however you say that in Mexico. Isn't that where from El Chapo's from? Guadalajara. Yeah, Guadalajara. What were you trying to call it? Don't know. It's too late. <laughs> it's been a busy day. And then you got the Cali 10K. You could do like the Narcos special. Oh, yes. I want for that. Um, do you know what? Instead of running, I'll be spending the week. I've literally, I'm only on season one of Entourage. So I've got plenty to watch. I don't want any spoilers, listeners. If you send me any spoilers in, I will block you. Shane, shut your mouth. Right. Is that, oh, Antrim Coast. That's literally one you can do when is that 27th of august I have my entry yeah. i'm actually in that but i will not that, that's a bit soon for me that i think um Tallinn half marathon 9th of september yeah i'm up for that do that one do you know where Tallinn is um isn't it where you're from no estonia Estonia. yeah exactly <laughs> right anyway <laughs> boys we'll speak again next week yeah i'll see you guys. Bye. Oh,